Welcome to the Episcopal Church of the Holy Communion. We're so glad you have joined us for this audio sermon. You can find a full archive of sermons on our website, holycommunion.net. This sermon was preached by me, the Reverend Mike Angel, Rector of Holy Communion, on October 4th, 2020, the Feast of St. Francis. In the name of the one holy and living God, amen. St. Francis of Assisi might well have been who Flannery O'Connor had in mind when she wrote, you shall know the truth and the truth will make you odd. St. Francis was a bit of an odd duck. And Francis didn't start out that way. For his time, Francesco started out pretty much typical, even privileged. He was handsome, wealthy, accomplished. But something shifted in the young Francis. He stopped chasing women. He stopped chasing wealth. He stopped chasing glory. He stopped all the chasing. And Francis heard a call from God, rebuild my church. And Francis took that call literally. I forget who said it, but I once heard a famous theologian remark that in our time when so many people consider themselves biblical literalists, as they looked across history, this theologian said the only literalist they could find in the life of the church was Francis. Francis took God's word literally. Francis started taking care of the poor. Francis also took this call literally and started physically rebuilding the chapel. But even as he was rebuilding this church literally, Francis also started remaking his perspective. As I mentioned, he stopped all that chasing. Francis spent his time in prayer and Francis spent his time with lepers and outcasts. Francis started talking a bit funny, too. The Holy Communion has this window of Francis. It's in the door between our church and our chapel. And I confess, the figure of Francis in this window is not my favorite style. Francis looks like a still from the very early 1970s movie, Brother Sun, Sister Moon. It's very 70s. If I had my way, I would remake the window with a bit more staid figure. But I love the window because the sun and the moon and ladybugs and spiders and pandas and sea creatures, they all swirl around Francis. See, Francis talked that way. He said, brother sun, sister moon, brother bear, sister wolf. And for Francis, creation was family. Long before we had a word for it, Francis was an ecologist. Francis saw that all of life is caught up in an inescapable network of mutuality, tied into a single garment of destiny. Whatever affects me directly affects all indirectly. Those words are Dr. King's about racial discrimination in Alabama, but they might well be Francis's words about 12th century Italy. We are all bound together. The saints understand this. We can't just think as individuals. Our collective survival depends on learning to think ecologically. 
If you'll permit me, I want to play with this idea of ecology and faith a little bit more. So I think part of the problem and part of the issue with so-called literalist or fundamentalist theology as we've inherited them in recent centuries of Christianity, it is because they, like much of our culture, are individualistic. Individualistic faith gets you worried about my salvation, my sin. In this case, seeing sin this way, it's, it's very small. I worry about whether I curse too much or what my sex life looks like. It, it's a very small sense of sin. And Jesus didn't talk about sin that way very often. Jesus talked more systemically. Jesus spoke about religious authorities who exercised their power to oppress others. And Jesus invited young rulers to give up their wealth for the poor. Jesus talked systemically about sin. And Dr. King spoke that way as well. See, if we think about racism as a personal problem, if it's about the way that I speak about people of a different race, it gets really small. Seeing racism as a personal issue, an individualistic issue, it doesn't set us up to understand what's going on. This week, Forward Through Ferguson, the nonprofit that came up after Michael Brown's death, wrote that in St. Louis, there's roughly a $2,000 difference in the spending on individual students between majority black and majority white school districts. Teachers in black districts, on average, make more than $6,000 less than their counterparts in white districts. Property in black neighborhoods is worth about half what it's worth in white neighborhoods in St. Louis. And the average white median income in St. Louis is $30,000 greater than in black households. Asking about racism in a system, it's to ask an ecological question. It is to say, what are the relationships that aren't working? What are the relationships between the school system, the health system, the employment system, the prison system? Ecology is about relationships. I didn't grow up to think about it that way. I grew up thinking that ecology was a hobby for rich white hippies. Ecology, I thought, is what you spent your time on if you had the wealth to buy a big piece of land and build a LEED-certified house and buy a couple of really expensive electric cars. But that way of looking at environmentalism it leans into this individualism that I was talking about. It's, it's this individualistic way of seeing things. If I worry just about my carbon footprint, maybe I can be righteous. Ecologists tell us even if we all drove Teslas, we wouldn't make a huge dent in the carbon emissions. Think about it. When we were all staying home at the beginning of the pandemic, we didn't drastically lower the amount of carbon that was going into the atmosphere. It made a difference, but not enough to meet our targets to stop climate change. If we're going to survive, we have to start thinking systemically. We have to look at the industries that are creating a great deal of carbon. 
We have to look at power and fossil fuels and the way that we um, treat animals in our food systems. We have to look systemically. If this virus has done anything positive, and frankly, that's a big if for me, but if it's done anything positive, it's helped us to think more systemically. Thinking about ways that we are experiencing a food system in stress, a health system in stress, it's helped us to think systemically about our own behavior. We think about how our behaviors affect the health of our neighbors. And could we extend that thinking? Could we ask how our collective decisions are affecting the health of our ecosystems? We tend to think of St. Francis as that odd guy whose feast means that we get to bring our pets to church with us for a blessing. But I wonder whether the call of Francis is still valid. Could we build the church anew? Could we build the church into a place where we think systemically? Could our faith help us to see life more systemically, more about ecosystems? So that the pets in our house, they're not just pets. They're reminders of the love that God has, not just for us, but for our whole planet. God has long depended on the odd. In an individualistic, consumeristic culture, asking systemic questions, asking ecological questions, it's odd. But God depends on the odd. This St. Francis Day, may God bless us with the burden of being a little odd. May God bless us that we might be a blessing to the world around us and that we might seek to lighten our collective burden, lighten the load we place on our planet. Amen.